Welcome to Soul Inspired Leadership's latest pod, leadership podcast. And today I'm quite excited to have Ranjif Nair on the show. Now, Ranjif is the APEC Vice President for Industrial Merchant Business Line for Air Liquid. He's been a business leader with a proven and has a proven track record of 24 years in driving transformations, integration of acquisitions, and leading businesses across diverse markets, cultural mindsets geographies, products and services, such as gases, engineering, equipment, et cetera, and the list goes on. And he spent a bit of time in the Middle East. And what I do know is that he was featured in the Forbes Middle East 2018 Top 100 Executives, and then featured in the Forbes 2019 Top 30 Indian Executives in the Middle East. Ranjif's a board member of multiple entities. Welcome, Ranjif. Thank you, Ross. Pleasure's mine. And, the, and the, the reason why I'm having you on is that, that that's why I'm happy to have this conversation is because we are fellow members of EGN, which is Electoral uh, Executive Global Network. And Rangis was just recently speaking about his trans, or not his transformation, but his desire to be a better leader. And part of that desire was he thought leadership, I need to be a better coach to be a better leader. And he went on, completed the ICF qualification, and but he's still he's not working as a coach, but he works as a coach with Air Liquid in the sense of he uses the coaching experience and knowledge in leading his people. So, Rangif, what was the first catalyst that really started you to think I should I should coach I should go and do something about that? Uh, Ross, I would say. As a leader and as a manager, I mean, when you go in, you're in a corporate culture, you get a lot of feedbacks. Yep. And always the intent and the interest to improve yourself is always there. Yeah, yeah. Then I was exposed to a couple of talks about coaching, mentoring, so on and so forth. And I thought, why not I try my luck at it? I mean, it was just a matter of experimentation that I yeah. started with it to really see how can I improve the performance of my team. So when I went into this coaching exercise, it was more about focusing on my corporate requirements to improve the performance of my team. So it was yeah. all about high performance coaching. Correct. Yep. But once I embarked on the program, I, I, try, I, mean, I had this journey. It was not just about high performance coaching. It was not about just coaching others. It was about coaching myself also. Hey, that's, that's, right. how, that's how it started. And, and that's when I, I realized, I must say, I realized that this is not just about coaching others. It's about coaching yourself also to be a better mm. leader. That's right. And that's, that's how it started. That's right. And that's, that's, that's why I was interested to have you on to have the chat because I've said many times on this show is leadership starts with yourself. You can't lead others unless you can lead yourself and, and coaching is no different. You've got to coach yourself to be a leader sure. and, be, and be conscious about it, not just do stuff in the moment, uh, ad lib and ad hoc. Uh, you've got to be conscious to lead yourself better. True. Absolutely true. So what were, what were the, like some of the key things that stood out for you? That's the general description. Uh, what are the, some of the key points that you felt or, or, or what do you see? Oh, let's, let's go back a bit. Uh, what did you see now, what you learned there, where you're adding the value with your people and your team responding? 
when i generally look at leadership i would i would call it the gps of leadership first is to be a strong leader i always believe you need to have a very strong character and grit yes. that's the first g yes yeah the other p is being you got to be passionate as a leader to be able to engage with your people and motivate mm. them mm. so that's the first p then you got to be patient and be compassionate and also let the team be resilient in whatever circumstances you go through the next one i or the next p i would state it as you should be able to pace yourself as per your team not as per you yeah, what you want yeah. to do how you want to lead is a lot depend on you are leading whom so you got to be mm. able to pace yourself there and finally the perseverance part of it. now in these certain p's and g's for for me to be passionate and able to engage people i need to understand them better mm, yes. and to understand the people better you got to listen That's sometimes true. in a corporate world you know you are you just want to achieve results and mm. sometimes you do not really keep that the as as a priority you know what to do you know what to you you assume you know what to do and you know assume you know how to get it done and you just move at your pace yeah, yeah. so you are not really patient enough to listen to your people you are not pacing yourself as per what you should be based on the 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 capacity and capability of the people you are you got to be very sure that your teams understand what is in it for them mm. so i think coaching addresses these three things yes yes helping me to understand the teams better listen to them rather than telling them what to do to understand what do they expect out of the whole um, the initiative that mm. we want to do yeah so that's how the coaching has helped me to be a better listener be more patient and be more compassionate in that aspect yeah, see that and, yeah yeah like it, all those words are human human emotional words in the sense where the focus is on the people not on the process and that's where uh, a lot of leaders struggle sometimes executive struggles they focus on the outcomes of the process the outcomes and the people will help you get there but if you focus on the people and and grow them and connect with them so you said listening having compassion and uh, what's finding out what's in it for them so they so you can actually get their purpose and they where they really uh, you're engendering uh, enthusiasm from them that they'll take care of the process no problem at all if you just take care of the people let them do the process and let them take care of the you let them do the process you just take care of them which is that servant leadership mindset absolutely. keep serving them for them to do the process absolutely ross and it it stems a little bit from my own personal experience mm -hmm. i didn't have anybody to coach me at the beginning of my career or through the middle stages of my career and i yeah. and i do not want the next teams and the youth and the the next generation of leaders to be starving for this particular you know coaching Yeah, yeah. Uh, and when you have enough people who can really help you to move faster in re receiving your ambition or reaching your ambition and that too with uh, a satisfaction and with the right mindset then why not this and and hence i i decided to really spend a little bit of my time into coaching leaders yeah and then that, that's what you're doing and the more you you develop uh people within your your, your responsibility to be better leaders by teaching them to be coaches and it becomes a bit of a flow on if they become coaches then they become coaches to their teams and then they coach their teams to be coaches to their 
Next team. So it flows down uh, all parts of the hierarchical chain, as we, we say, right down to the bottom end of the chain, where people actually get taught to lead themselves, to coach themselves. It's, uh, and that's my passion. Self-leadership starts with you. And that's what you're, you're helping them to understand. Absolutely, spot on. And, and in that case, um, we, I've often said on this show, as we, we talk about, uh, it, it's all about the, it, one thing's about the talking of it, then how, how do you basically walk that talk? In other words, you put it into action. First of all, you need to be accessible. Exactly. You, 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 you cannot go behind people and say, let me be your coach. No, mm. you got to make people, your teams make them feel that, okay, there's some one guy whom I can talk to, mm. regardless of the outcome. I think so yeah. that accessibility, the openness and showing them that you're passionate in developing people is very important. So you start with one person and in an organization, the word of mouth is very strong. Yeah, yeah. The next person hears about it, they come to you, you give them some feed, feed, I mean, tips and feedbacks and they take it on from there. So it's, it's all about demonstrating in real corporate life and being selfless. You cannot be saying that I'm such a busy person that I don't have time for people. No? Mm, well, I mean, you are, you are into people management business. So if you cannot exactly have right. time for people, it doesn't fly. It doesn't fly. So you, if you don't have time for people, that is your function. So, as soon as you have people Absolutely. reporting to you, that is your main, your main energy has to go to the, to the serving those people to, to do the process. It's, it's, and you might get, yes, you've got things to do in the process yourself, but it should always be secondary. The people should be primary because the more they do, the less secondary process stuff you have to do. It, Absolutely. And that's, that's the key. I mean, I, I coach executives and sometimes they just don't get it. They, they ignore the people to concentrate on the process and that's why they're concentrating on the process because the people aren't doing the process because they it's, it's a bit dysfunctional right so it's absolutely yeah. absolutely and that's why when some people do not realize that their performance of a manager is based on how good a leader they are that's right because that's you right. manage people and people manage the processes mm. so if you're not a real leader you cannot get the buy in from your own teams you cannot expect them to come and be, be sharing their concerns or challenges or even coming up with solutions. If you're a leader, they know that they can, you have somebody to back on, they can come back to you, share with you the possible solutions and you will have to just yeah. help them pick the right one. You don't, mm. you don't do their job then. No? They yeah. do the job for you. And it's That's very right. important that way. That's right. And the more you do that, the basically the less... In, in some ways, they come to ask you about that because you're, they're learning and growing. So, I mean, really good leaders in theory can make themselves redundant in the process side of things, which means they just spend more time with their people, be more visionary in where they're, where the whole, where they're heading with the business. But the actual doing of the stuff, the more you let your people do it, the less you're involved, the more they grow and just compounds after that. Absolutely, Ross. And coming back to your question on how do you walk the talk? First of all, you need to be confident about yourself. Yep. When yes. you are confident about yourself and you know that your job is, I mean, it's not about security of your job. You do this, you get more secure in what you do. You perform mm -hmm. better. So you've got That's to right. let it go. Yeah. Give it out more, give more out to the teams and they will deliver better. Yeah. So I think that's, that's clearly the way to go. 
Yes, yeah. Yeah, look, and it's and it's so what was the what was the day? Like you you're lying in bed one night and went pop into your head, goes, oh, I'm gonna I've got to get a better leader. I've got to be a better leader, or was there some trigger that sort of prompting you to sort of look around for what I need to be doing? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go coaching, or was it what 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 was the factor you think? Uh, Ross, I wouldn't say it is just uh, one day's decision. It has mm. been uh, it has been an outcome of multiple events. Okay, yeah. Always, you go through your feedbacks, receive your feedbacks from your peers, from your boss, uh, from your teams, and there are certain things which you know you have to change, but you don't change. Mm. And at one point of time, I realized that I was very result driven. Uh, I was getting a little bit impatient with results and I was not pacing mm. myself well as for the team. And that's when I realized that at that part of my life that if I got to be progressing in what I do better, I got to stop now and take those feedback seriously mm. and do something about it. Yeah. Looked around, read a lot, uh, listened to a lot of uh, you know uh, the TED Talks, the podcasts. Yeah. And then yeah. I realized, yes, this is something which I should try. And that is, again, as I said in the beginning of this conversation, it was, I started out by trial. And it was not just about the coaching session that made the difference, it's about the peers in those sessions also that made the difference. Mm. I went in there with a very corporate perspective, but then we started talking about life coaching. And it, it becomes a part and parcel of you. You are a human being. I mean, you're yeah. working eight to yeah. four, but after that, you are a family person. And that coaching perspective really added value to me. And, mm. and so to come back to your question, it didn't happen one night. Uh, it was not just an overnight decision. It has been a, uh, as a result of a lot of uh, cumulative actions and yeah, feedback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually interesting you're saying that. So when you're doing the, the, uh, in your class, the ICF sort of uh, groups, it's actually transforming your executive mindset, which is process, which in some respects is that push, push, to, to actually reflect on your human side. Because coaching is about humans. So therefore you're coaching yourself to be a, a better, more, more all-rounded human is really what I got reading through what you're saying. It's Absolutely. just, uh, you're a better, um, I guess, well, sorry, I can't think of the word now, just a more whole-rounded, whole fully-rounded person rather than all the energy down one tunnel. And as you know, Ross, I mean, coaching is about holding the mirror for the other person. Yeah. Which angle you would want to know, maybe he's not or she's not seeing himself or herself well. So you orient the mirror in, in such a way that he or she can see themselves from every side. Yeah. And it takes patience. Mm. And for you, it's a self-learning experience. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 hence, yes, it's it's about molding yourself to understand what the other person or how the other person would benefit. And that's what corporate life is all about. Yeah, yeah. Getting results from the best resource that you are, you make the best out of what you have. Yeah, and that's it's, it's interesting because because if you're trying to if you're coaching other people to be better coaching coaching themselves, that holding up the mirror. Yes, you're holding up the mirror to that executive, but you, no point in doing it unless you hold the mirror to yourself because you got you, holding the mirror is one thing. Actually, helping them read what's on that mirror. Well, seeing what's on that mirror is the, is the is the key. So you need to do it yourself to actually tr truly um, coach with sincerity. So you're not coaching at them, you're coaching with them because you've actually experienced the journey. 
and you can help Absolutely. them along with all the roadblocks, the different things, the different uh, thoughts they have going through that mirror process, you've been through it. And that's, to me, that's where the value lies of self-leadership is being good at self-leading because they understand the leadership process and they take that journey with people, more empathy, more sincerity. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, uh, it, it's, about, it's about yourself, it's about others. And again, what was interesting for me in the coaching journey was the peer-to-peer -peer coaching where you talk to somebody whom you have not talked to ever in your life before. Yeah, yeah. And this, they ask you certain questions that are so powerful. And that forces you to think. You know, I mean, and it's not rocket science. It's about asking the right questions to yourself. And yeah. it helps you to create that particular habit. I would call it a habit at every juncture of crisis in your life where you ask yourself the right question, you have to answer. So mm -hmm. you're preparing yourself better for the future that way also. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and you're right about the questions. Um, it's, to me, uh, good leaders ask good questions. It's all about asking questions and listening. And just listening with a seeking to understand the response, not just listening for the sake of it. Uh, and it's, it's amazing. And, and to me, you get good at that when you start listening to yourself because it becomes an emotional connect, connection with yourself. So, so um, this is Soul Inspired Leadership podcast, which is that emotional connection with your inner self, not what your head thinks, it's what your inner self believes and feels and the emotions surrounding those, those issues. And that holding up that mirror, that's where it takes you. Well, that's where you Absolutely. want it to take you, right? Not when you hold the mirror up and use your head, you just compare yourself with everyone else. Here you're comparing yourself. Now, well, how was I yesterday? Am I improving? What, what's, what am I doing? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. True. Yeah. Very true. So there's one other thing. Uh, when you're saying that, I, I thought of when you say about questions, one of the questions I ask quite a bit, uh, and I'm doing a presentation next week where I'll be saying this is, you know, how do you want to be known as a leader? And I guess this is probably happening to you in some of your thought process with the feedback and the different things. Do you want to be known as that person that's you're suddenly getting feedback on, right? Or do you want to be known, what type of leader do you want to be known as? And when I ask that question and let executives think about it, you know, I've never heard anyone say, I want to be a real bastard. I want to, I want to be hated. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. No, I, there may be some out there. I don't know. I've never come across it. It's always... Reason, it's all reasonably sort of good, positive words. True. And then it becomes and, walking the talk after that. <laughs> and, and, and for me, if I have to answer that question at any point of my career or life, I would say the moment people think of you as a natural choice to lead them, that's when you have succeeded as a leader. Yeah. The confidence, they, they, are, they are ready to follow you. Mm, that's right. And that's when you are a leader. You know, I mean, that's about the trust that people put in you the faith that people put in you they see the passion they you motivate them you see that uh, or they see you as leading by example and that's when you're a real leader yeah yeah I and mean, that's the key because the you either leader by by definition involves other people right? so, so in essence you're leading people if you're not leading them they don't want to follow you then you're just a manager of a process so it, it comes to what you want to be and so when, when you determine what you want to be, what do I need to do every day at work or basically every day, seven days a week, in order for me to people to describe me the way I want to be described as a leader? 
So my legacy of working wherever it is, what do I got to, what do I have to do for people to describe me that way? And most of them, that's where there's never any, it's there's always a discourse of information. What they do, what they'd like to be described as can be two different things. So a coach is helping them align that so it changes and gives them motivation. I must be doing this from now on because that's how I want to be described, blah, blah, blah. So you've got you've got the 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 exact behaviors in order to be described as a good communicator or someone with who, who's you know, got their back or someone's sincere. What do I got to do to show that? So all those types of things, which is, I think, evolved with you over time of getting in, in information. Some ignore it. That's why I admire you for it. You've actually listened to yourself and decided to do something about it. So something within you has told you to do that. And, and I think one of the first things would have been, I want to be known as a good leader. I want to be a good leader. And it gives you the motivation to move it forward. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a sense of satisfaction you get when people trust you. I mean, that's, that's, that's very important in any corporate or personal life. Mm. Well, you're, and you're trusting yourself. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you don't trust well, yourself, no one else will. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, uh, so it's that rounded thing. And I, I think it also, um, just to finish off with, the more aspects you spend taking time to, to, to um, coach you from yourself from within, I think it also aids your balance as, a, as a, our balance in perspective and with people. You're not sort of volatile as much and et cetera, et cetera. You sort because you understand and that belief in yourself that it just enables you to react to things in a, in a balanced way. So you see both sides, the pluses and minuses, um, you know, down one way, which alienates you from some people are down the other way, you know, like it's, and, and people, one of the things people hate in the workplace, what I've read is they, they hate volatile leaders and that, that, that sort of triggers that unsafe, Sort of issue because you never know what the person's going to be like tomorrow. They're all nice today, but they might, they won't be tomorrow. So the more balanced you are, the more even you are, the more they'll follow you because hey, we trust that person's behaviour. Very important point, Ross. Yeah, I mean that's a very important. You cannot you cannot be a volatile person. People cannot be guessing on how you're going to behave. I mean then yeah. it's difficult to follow you. Very yeah. true. Look well. I, I'd like to take the time. Um, oh, I'd like, sorry, I'd like to take the time. I'd like to thank you for taking the time and gotcha. being with uh, on our show today, Ranjit. And um, thank you to all the listeners for listening. And I'm hope you got. I'm sure you got some value out of this. And because I, believe you me, Ranjit. Um, well, I've known Ranjit now what for 18 months, I suppose. A bit more. I'm not, I can't remember now. Yep. So probably about that. Um, just to see your relaxed demeanor, it becomes more relaxed the more I the more I connect with you. And I think that's because you've just you're getting a team to to respond to the way you're leading, which means it's more relaxing as a leader because they're taking on the work where once you're pushing the envelope yourself for them and hoping they'd follow you, but now they're doing that for you, and it just means. It's such a more an easy, I, I just take it's a, more of an easy way to lead, easy way to live in the corporate in the corporate world that not too many people allow it to happen. So quite impressed the way you've done that, sir. It's Thank you. 
Thank you, Ross, and thank you for taking your time to invite me into the show. I've been listening to your couple of shows, and it's quite exciting and honored to be there. Yeah, well, I hope I could be of some, or uh, I was of some use to any listener who could take some cues out of it. And uh, happy to be back here again in the future on any other topics. Yes, my I'm pleasure. Sure. Um, thank you very much for that. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.